0: Good day, everyone. This is Matt with the Cup of Freedom. Thank you so much for joining us today on the podcast. Today is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice in Him. I've got my cup of coffee, my Javalia coffee, and I'm enjoying a cup this morning. I hope you're enjoying a cup wherever you are listening from. This is a podcast where we celebrate all things freedom in Christ. The sun has set us free, and we drink some really good coffee. We celebrate the freedom of, that we have in Jesus, And we talk about how that can just apply to every area of our lives. We've been going through a series on the real us, the real identity, the who we truly are in Christ. And so we're continuing on with that. And so today I want to talk about, so we've been talking about you know, the, once we know the real us, what really has happened to us at salvation was more than the forgiveness of sins. Um, it was more than we get to go to heaven someday. There was something that fundamentally changed about who we were. We were spiritually born again into this new creation, and we've been talking about what had to what had to be crucified, killed off first. Well, that was our old identity, our old dead human spirit, our old uh, our old self, our old man had to be crucified, and it was crucified with Christ. And we also, what else else had to be killed off? It had to be uh, the power of sin, which was what was our modus operandi, if you will. Um, That had to be crucified. That's no longer who we are. We don't operate out of that. We have a new power source. Uh, we also talked about how we are now, we're crucified to the law, we're dead to the law, or any type of religion or or any type of transactional relationship with God, what we have to do in order to get from Him. We already have everything that we need in Him already right now. And then we also talked about how we've we've died to ourselves as our source. He is now our source. He is now our life. So we've been talking a lot about death, but now I want to talk about life because the cross and resurrection accomplished so much. And I didn't know this for so many years, and this is why it's so important. When we know what we already have in Jesus, we can live from his resources, from his life, versus trying to go out and get something that we think we need. We can live as the real us because he has made us something brand new. And so we've talked about all this death, but God accomplished, because there was two issues that we had. Before salvation, we had a sin issue and we had a spiritual death issue. The cross, the blood of Jesus forgave us of our sins and that dealt with the sin issue, but we still had a spiritual death issue. And so now this, now because Christ made us brand new and because he killed off the old man and brought in the new man, he now is living in us. That's why I've called this today. It's Christ in you. It's, it's, it's the life of Christ in you. This is this is the life uh, part of the the cross and resurrection is his Christ's death dealt with the sin the sin issue but his his, his his resurrection gave you this new life because you were still spiritually dead and so so if we only emphasize the death part of it, we're never going to really know what the resurrection was. And the resur- his death without the resurrection still means we would be spiritually dead. The resurrection was so huge. And guess what? We we were raised with Christ. Romans 6 again. I'm going to talk about this. So we've we read the f- first part. So we've been buried with him. Through this this baptism, this is Romans 6, 4, and 5, so that as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too might walk in the newness of life. For if we have become united with him in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. So consider yourselves to be dead, to sin, and alive to God. You are alive to God right now. You have his resurrected life in you. God raised this new man from the dead, God birthed us in an entirely new spirit, holy and righteous, so that he could join himself to our spirit and live his life in and through us. We didn't know this probably at salvation at seven years old. I know I didn't know this, but Jesus came into us and became, and we became one with him and he joined himself. So he now lives in and through us. It's his life in us. This is powerful. 1 John five twelve says this, God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has life. Now, we think of eternal life as something in the distant future. We get to go to heaven someday, and that is true. But we actually, eternal life is something we have right now because we have his life in us, okay? His life was placed into us at salvation, okay? It wasn't just the forgiveness of sins, we still were spiritually dead. He now, Jesus died to redeem, not only redeem you from your sins, but to give you this new life, his life. That eternal life is now. You're breathing eternally now, not just someday down the road. Yes, you you will go to heaven someday and you will get a new body, but you are right now eternally breathing. You have his life um, in in you. God put his life in you. And that's it's so important. We can now draw from him and his life as the source of our of our life to get anything that we we think we need. Um and so it's it's now that you're in Christ, you have this eternal life. Okay? The moment that you made that decision. Okay? You don't have to wait until heaven someday to experience eternal life. You have it now. You're experiencing eternal life this very moment. Isn't that good news? And t- Think about how many times that Jesus t- describes himself as the life, not a life, but the life. John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, Acts 17, 28, in him we live and move and have our being. Romans eleven thirty six, for from him and through him and to him are all things. So since God... His life is in us, Christ's life is in us moment by moment. We have the the resources, his source of his life in us. This is so powerful. What does this what does this mean? I mean, this is this can be this could be life transformational for you because you don't you aren't missing anything now in this. What so what does this mean for us? We can now depend on him and his life in us as a source to get all of our needs met. What are those needs that you may have today? Unconditional love, acceptance, worth, security. Maybe you're looking for security in in certain things, in a job or in other people or finances or whatever, and yet you can now make a choice to depend on him as your life, as your source to meet all of those needs. This can be huge in replacing those lying beliefs about who you think you are. Or what other people have convinced you or, or the world or the, or the enemy has told you this is who you are and it's not who you are. No, you have the life of Christ in you. This can free you from these defeating flesh patterns. Because now we're focused on trying to defeat the flesh instead of living from the source of Christ and his life in us. This can transform all of these your attitudes toward even dealing with temptations and these fleshly behaviors, and and even you know if if you're dealing with pornography. Of now, if I know that Christ's life is in me, I have everything I need for life and godliness. I have His life and His source in me. That is power. That's powerful. That's what I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna rest in that and His ability His ability to live His life in and through me and by faith, trust that He is going to defeat whatever comes my way. He's going to be the one to do it. He's already, because I have his life in me, guess what else? I have complete victory right now over sin, over the enemy, over the flesh, over any of those things. Yes, they still may have influence over me, but I have complete victory right now. Why? Because of his life in me. And what this can do is I depend on him as my life, as him my source, this new life that I have. It takes me from... Trying to just cope with life and manage my life to actually what Jesus described as the abundant life, the abundant life is not externals, the abundant life is what he was talking about was his life in us that's the abundant life we don't we don't we haven't tasted the fullness of the life of Christ in us. the other what the, what the cross and resurrection accomplished for the real you is that Christ lives in you. And so what happens is, though, is we still, we're still in some ways, we're living in captivity in our minds because we still think we're missing something or we're, these, all these things can't be true. And so we're trying to, striving or trying to get life apart from the source of Christ in us. And that can be a hard reality to be be faced with. It's not God condemning us with that. Most of the time it's us or other people or the enemy or the or those lying beliefs. Oh, well, look, you sure you, you sure must not have new life in you because look at what you're doing, look at what you're thinking about. This is what happened at salvation. You take the life of Christ into you as your life. You know, Jesus described himself as the bread of life. He's using this physical example, right? In John 6, he says, I am the bread of life, right? He he's 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 talking about, you know, he says, He says, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink of his blood, you have no life in yourself. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. We have this life in us, God's life. It's it's life without beginning and without end. It's eternal life. And what's he saying in those verses? Is he he talking about actually eating his flesh? No, he's talking about this life that he gives, which lives in us, is I am the only thing you need for this life. I'm the only thing you need. It's not me plus um, your job. It's not me plus your spiritual activities. It's not me plus your quiet time in Bible study. It's not me plus your religious works. It's not me plus of everything, the sum of everything you can do or not do. It's not me plus your ability to say no to sin. It's me and nothing else. Because anything else that I try to create or try to produce apart from him is nothing anyway. He's saying to us, I am the only way. I am the only life that pleases. I'm the only source of this life. And I know this gets challenging because then we start thinking about, oh, well, this is not saying I'm God. No, God, but he lives in me. There's this unbelievable, beautiful union uh, that, that is there, that Christ lives in me, that I'm in Christ now. God put his life in me and so that I don't I no longer have to be the source of trying to get life or cope with life he this abundant life that he's talking about is not the blessings in the external it's his life living in in the life of the believer and so if we're not if we're not operating out of him as our life as our source we're ultimately operating out of the flesh out of death it may not look like death because here's where this is where it gets tricky some of these religious things that we do or the self-improvement plans or the therapeutic approaches some of those things actually get results church programs get results sometimes recovery plans get results our personal goals and commitments sometimes get results but on the on the temporal realm they do and then I think Jesus has a word for that though. For for me, he did. He's like, well, Matt, there's your there's your reward. It's it's in your there's your reward. It's in your commitment. It's in your ability to get it done. You're ultimately not trusting in what I've already accomplished. That's your reward. Go ahead and try it. He doesn't, he's not doing that out of condemnation. Go ahead and try it. Go ahead. Go ahead and go for it. Go ahead and live out of those resources. And we do. And then we get to a point where we realize, well, there's gotta be more. There's gotta be more to this salvation experience than just forgiveness of sin and going to heaven someday. And Paul, has, Paul talks about the secret of Christ living in us. Galatians 2.20, right? He's, he's, he's to summarize that. He's like, I live, I'm still living in this body, but it's actually, no, I'm not living. It's Christ who's living in me. It, serves, it still looks like me, but it's Christ living his life in and through me. In Colossians, he wrote that it's Christ in you that is your hope of glory. In Philippians, he wrote that it's for me to live as as Christ. Who's doing the living? It's Christ in him. Sure does look look like him, but it's Christ in him. I, and I know this is this is something that we probably don't hear taught a lot and and talked about. And I think we need to. That's this is the real us. Jesus modeled this for us. He modeled how to live from the life of the Father. He basically says. I don't do anything of myself. I do I only do what I see the Father doing. I only see and speak and he, what the Father is speaking and what I hear from Him. I only I only do as as the Father is 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 dwelling in me. So he said, when he says in Matthew 11 to learn from me, in Matthew 11 he's taught this one of my favorite scriptures where he says, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I've, I've learned this recently when he says learn from me. What's, what does he mean by that? He's meaning that we, we are, he's modeled for us how to live, to live from the resources of the Father. And we have the resources, the source of Christ living in us. He's not asking us to live the way he lived. He's asking us to trust the Father and to trust Christ as our life the way he did. He didn't have any other message. He didn't have any other secret recipe. When he's saying, talking about the abundant life, he's talking about Christ, Christ as life. He's living from the resources of the Father. And those are not in this seen and temporal world. They're in the the eternal realm. He could have said, it well, the Father is my life. And now we say Christ is our life. So when we look at Jesus and how he modeled that, it's not for us to go out and live the, the life lived. He modeled for us how to trust the Father. And now for us, it's depending on him as the source of our life. This is the real us. Because the question always comes after we've gotten our but and we, 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 we may or may not believe that, too. We'll, we'll, we'll do a series on forgiveness at some point, too. But then the question comes up, well, well how do I live this Christian life, and, and how do I stay away from these sinful behaviors? That's the question, right? Because here's the bottom line is you can't do either one. You can't do either one. That's the whole purpose of why you had to, your old man had to die, because that was out of your own resources. And now you've got a new source. You've got a new resource of the life of Christ in you. You can't do it. There's nothing you can do out of your own resources that can produce any type of spiritual life. But we try, don't we? God's life in us is the only one that can produce that. And the only one that can actually defeat the flesh and those behaviors and any of that. So he says to us, I'm your life. I live in you. I have defeated the spiritual death that you've had. I've I've got you are you are more alive right now than you'll ever know. And 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 here's the thing, you now can live from me as your source. Not only did I forgive you. I forgave you. Yes. But now I want to live this life in and through you. I want to be your life capital L. Life And sometimes, quite honestly, and I'm going to be truthfully honest on this, that means that little l life, which means circumstances, challenges, difficulties, all those kind of things that we deal with in the world are going to be even harder. Because the more we trust Christ as our life and we depend on him as our life, we're not looking for those things in the blessings of the external realities of our life. And that can be a hard truth to embrace, but I'm seeing that more and more. I'm not there yet with that. I'm not there yet, but God's presence in me, I'm becoming more and more aware of that in the midst of the challenges of life, in the midst of the hardships, in the midst of the fleshly behaviors, in the midst of the lying beliefs, in the midst of all of that, that I am becoming more and more aware that, that it's not no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And he wants to live this life in and through me, and I have the fullness and the availability of the source of Christ in my life right now to live from that Jesus lives in me, Jesus lives in you. we don't have to try to do this for God, to do this for him, or to try to defeat any type of fleshly behavior. We don't have to try to live this Christian life or to try to get freedom. He lives in us, he's in us, His only desire his only I think his only desire is us is to believe that this is true and now draw from that source to draw from that life, that's the abundant life, the wellspring of his life in us, the living water that's bubbling to overflow in our spirit. But we live this from the inside out. We don't live this from the outside in. The world around us, the circumstances of our life are going to tell us all kinds of, our emotions are going to be up and down. We're not always going to feel like Christ is living in us. We're not going to always feel like Christ is fully present. We're not. And I'm not good at this all the time either, but I'm becoming more and more aware and setting me free to be the real me. Because why? Because in any challenge that I'm facing, in any temptation, in any difficulty, I'm more and more aware of Christ living in me and through me and Christ is my life. I'm not there yet and I won't be all the way there this side of heaven until I'm with Jesus. I'm still going to be growing and learning in this, but it still doesn't change the fact that it's true. And it's true for you, believer. It's true for you. So his only desire, this invitation is for you to realize that not only did he die for your sins, you get to go to heaven, but his life is in you. That's powerful. That's his source. His life is there for anything that you need, anything that you need today. What do you need today? What do you think you're lacking? What do you think you're missing? What do you think God's holding you back on? What do you what type of identity are you trying to get or find in something else and fulfillment in a in a relationship, in a marriage, in 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 in, in a job in 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 whatever that may be? And God simply says, "I am your life. I am your security. I am your worth. I am your, I am all of it. I'm all of it." That's the abundant life. We can taste that. We can eat of that. As Jesus calls himself the bread of life, we can drink of the living water. As he tells the woman at the well, when you drink of me, you'll never thirst again. We don't have to try to get something that we're missing. We learn and grow in what we already have. So this life part of it is so huge because this is the complete fullness of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Not just that he died for our sins, but that we have his life living in us. And we can trust, we can trust that he will do it. What's our part? Our part's availability, our part's dependence, our part's trust. And I know those are harder things because we can't measure those. Well, how do I know if I'm trusting God? (laughs) How do I know if I'm resting in his in his life in me? How do I know that that I'm depending on him? We we, We can't measure that. We can measure Bible studies. We can measure how many quiet times we've done. We can measure how many days we haven't looked at porn. We can measure those things, but we can't measure his life in us because it's immeasurable. It's off the charts. It's off the charts. So that question, when you ask that question, who am I, the real you, the real you, who am I? It's Christ in you. It's in Christ, and we can moment by moment now, by faith, we're not going to feel it, but by faith, we can now depend and trust and believe that he is moment by moment going to live his life in and through us, reminding us of who we are, reminding us that we're been crucified to all those other things, but we actually now live or are alive to God, and we can now count ourselves dead to all those things that we can now count ourselves alive to God. We can break off the, all the measuring sticks and all the performance things, and we can re- trust that we are holy and blameless, and that Christ in us is now our focal point. We can trust Christ in me. Paul, Paul got to this point where he says, for me to live is Christ. That's the focus that he's always sufficient that he's always loving you, that his life in you is always enough, no matter what circumstantially you're dealing with. This is not to minimize the hardships of your life it actually it actually is the way that it actually reveals that Christ is our life when I know that that wasn't my source of life anyway, that my marriage, my job my my what I have in the bank account, any type of thing I'm looking for worth or security. None of that was my life anyway. It actually it has the invitation, it has the potential for me to realize that that was never my life anyway. I can trust Him as my life. That is my focal point now, and I'm not there yet. I'm learning and growing in that, but I'm I'm seeing it. It's it's freeing me, and I want that for you. I want that freedom for you because there you go, freedom for you because. Because that is what we are invited to drink from every day, what we already have. It's not you and your striving to get more alive. Or it's not you and your striving that releases Christ to live in you. No, it's in your trusting. We simply say, Lord, your Holy Spirit's in me. I want to agree with you and believe this truth. I embrace this by faith. Just like I did for salvation. I trusted Jesus and embraced that. For the forgiveness of my sins, I now trust that you in me, Lord, you in me, Jesus, you are my life. Show me, reveal to me, make me aware, convince me. I love that word convince because I think the Holy Spirit, that's, that's what that's what the Spirit of God's doing in my life continually these this day, is con- continuing to convince me that this is true, Lord, and ask him that, engage God with that, Lord, convince me this is true by your Spirit so that I'm not going to be held in these strongholds of trying to get life apart from you anymore or get any more free or get any more of anything else because I have the abundance of your life in me now. That's the real you, Christian. That's the real you. This is more than just, we we, we get ready to, we're getting ready to celebrate coming into this Christmas season, right? With Emmanuel, God with us. But this is, this, I'm going to say this this is deeper than even that. God is not just with you. He's in you and he wants to live his life in and through you. He's in you. This wellspring of eternal life is bubbling up. It's there. That life is more than sufficient. His life is more than Sufficient. It never gets exhausted. It never tires out. It never gives up on you. All that, that, his life in you is always reminding you of who you are. And at some point, we can let go of the sense of lack. We can let go of all the musts and the shoulds and the woulda couldas and the ought tos and and we can just simply rest. We can still ourselves and we can live from the we can live from that inner man of knowing that our spirit's one with him and Christ lives there. And that's just a sense of, this is just who I am. I don't have to become something. I already am. Christ is there. He's in me. When we're playing the game of the autos and the should's and the musts and the do's and all that, it's a sense of lack. It's a sense of not Christ living in me. It's a sense of, I'm still missing something. Now our reference point is the indwelling life of Christ in us. And there's no separation. The musts and the oughts are are gone. Now it's the invitation of simply, this is simply who we are. This is the real you, Christ in you, the hope of glory. I pray that you'll trust that today, that you'll embrace that today, that you'll walk in that today. Whatever you're feeling today doesn't make it any more or less true. It's true. Your feelings are going to be up and down. Your actions may not be displaying it per se but it doesn't make it not true. Engage the Lord in that. And I I pray that you receive this by, by faith because you're not lacking anything. You are more free than you can ever imagine because Christ lives in you. That's freedom. That's hope. That's your anchor in your life today, not in what you're doing and not doing. Trust that. Trust him today. Trust him today. Well, I hope that I hope you uh, enjoyed listening to this podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Reach out to us. We do offer one on one coaching. Uh, we do that one on one. It can be completely o- online uh, as well. You can reach out to us if you want more information about that. Also, we wouldn't we would definitely appreciate uh, a financial sponsorship. We're going through a sponsorship uh, fundraising uh, thing right now in this month of November. We're looking for. Uh, at least 10 new sponsors. We've already gotten a couple of new ones, so we're grateful for that, but we would invite you to join us uh, to be able to do that. There's a couple of ways you can join us. This just helps us to get the message out of Freedom of Christ to more individuals. And as we say here on this pod- podcast, come as you are and find freedom. We'll talk to you next time.